You are listening to Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. I'm talking to Stefano Zamboni, the founder of Legends Kombucha in Verona, Italy. And um, we've got various topics to talk about today, Stefano. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've just come back home from the brewery. Uh, today we have brewed some kombucha, so it's always a good day. Yeah. All right. So you, you were going to ask me, I think, some questions. Uh, I understand you may be considering writing a book about kombucha. Is that right? Yes. I'm currently writing a book for like an independent public house here in Italy. And we are trying, what we are trying to do is like to to test to Italian about kombucha, about like, how the goodness of this beverage, about like the story, the tradition, the culture, and the benefits, and what we are doing, uh, what I'm doing as a person, what we are doing as a brand, is trying to spread the kombucha love, but also the kombucha culture, so like the customers here uh, will be able to understand better the product. And so uh, I think that if you understand better kombucha, it's going to be uh, much easier for you to fall in love uh, to, with kombucha. It's the same that happened to me. Exactly. Okay, so how can I help you? What kind of questions uh, would you have for me? So uh, I thought about you because what I'm trying to do here in Italy, and I started like five, uh, five years ago, uh, it's like I try to tell to, to, to the people that all around the world uh, there is like this super beverage that is kombucha that is very well known and it's, uh, it's, it's like there are a lot of brands and people are drinking kombucha and you can go in like in a, in like in a store and like the, the fridge is full of kombucha. There is just more, uh, more than one brand. So that kombucha is spreading all around the world, and if this uh, didn't yet happen to Italy, uh, it's not because Italy is not a good market for it, but because we didn't know it, because at time, in Italy, we are like very focused on our tradition and the products that we have, and we are not so open with the new products, but, uh, and especially an alcoholic beverage, I have to say, because in Italy, we have alcoholic products. So what um, we are trying to do it's like to tell the people, hey, wake up. All around the world, people is not just drinking kombucha, but they're enjoying kombucha. And so uh, I wanted to help you, your help to give you to the Italian people like a picture of what, uh, what is happening all around the world in this moment about the kombucha market, how much kombucha is drunk, and information like this. Like to make yeah. the people feel that this is real. Because I know it. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. It, it sure, yes, certainly. I mean, you're right that um, it is happening worldwide, and, and you could, if you wanted to, in your book, refer people to my boochnews.com blog, and on the opening page, top left corner, there's a worldwide directory, and uh, I, I break you know, the regions out, United States, Canada, Europe, Asia Pacific, and you can click through to any country. So if you go to Europe and choose Italy, you'll see uh, Legend Kombucha's there. And uh, around 12, only 12 companies, I think I've got three in Milan, uh, one in Florence. Now, these companies might still not be in business. You know, they're small companies. Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, I've got a few of them. It, it's a, 
providing they still kept their Instagram or their website, I list them just so people can see where they used to be. Um, and of course, there's only 12 for a country is quite large. Italy, one of you know largest larger European countries like Spain, France, um, and there's it varies. So, as people might know, um, commercial kombucha began 20, 25 years ago in California. Uh, the, the famous stories that are out there is uh, GT Dave, when he was still a teenager, he started brewing kombucha in his parents' house in Southern California, near Los Angeles, and sold it in a few health food shops, and it took off from there. And so I live in Northern California, near San Francisco, um, Southern California, Northern California, between them have many hundred, you know, over a hundred kombucha companies easily uh, in this one state. And along different regions in the U.S., Oregon has um, a number, uh, the East Coast, not so many in the, what they call the Deep South in Alabama and places. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm originally, maybe you can tell from my accent, I'm originally from England. And when I yeah. began news five years ago, there was about 10 or 15 brands in England. There's now nearly uh, over 90 in England. And so what I think I would say is you're seeing kombucha spread around the world. Over 2,700 companies are on my list worldwide. Uh, every country you can imagine from Vietnam to um, you know Thailand to... Uh, European countries, but it's different. It's it's going slowly in some areas, and uh, it's going faster in others. I think England and Ireland, it's going pretty fast in Britain, uh, compared to maybe Italy's more traditional, like you say. You know, I was in Germany last year at this time, and there's not a lot of kombucha companies in Germany. And what I was told was, Germans regard it as more of a medicinal drink. Whereas in California, it's more like a replacement for a cooling drink on a hot day, like soda. Uh, people obviously don't want to drink maybe so much Coca-Cola and so much sugar. Kombucha is refreshing, very low sugar, healthy for your digestion. And um, it'll be interesting to hear from you, you know, what's your experience in Italy? Obviously, you've been making kombucha for, what, four or five years, I think, uh, yeah. When when did you start Legend Kombucha? I've started like the company in 2018, and the funny story that you are now in Northern Northern California that I've drank my first kombucha in Sacramento. Oh, you were visiting California when you first tasted it, huh? Uh, yes, I, I I have some relatives in the United States, and uh, so I just uh, I just left my job in Italy, and I flew to to pass Christmas with them in New York. But in Christmas of 2017, it was very, very cold in New York, so I moved, I flew to, to California to meet my cousin, and yeah. I stayed with her like one month, and she was drinking kombucha every day, so I got my first sip of kombucha. It was like a ginger lemon or, of, um, made by Alfade, and uh, after the day, after that day, I think that I drank kombucha every day. Uh, since no. uh, five years, every time I can, like uh, almost every day of my life. So if today, like kombucha is missing in my routine, uh, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel so good. Me too. I mean, so, I've made 
home for 15 years and uh, you know it's uh, something I think some people uh, some people taste it once they don't like it and they never go back but I think many people like you like I did uh, it becomes something that you you what you crave as they say um, so when you went back to Verona that's your hometown did did you uh, what made you decide uh, how did you come to form a commercial company to go into business yeah I was lucky because my cousin she wasn't only drink kombucha but she used to brew kombucha uh, she had just stopped because she she had a baby and she had a lot of things to do so she also explained to me how to brew kombucha so when I came back to Italy uh, at the beginning I went like in a um, shop like an organic shop that could be like a natural shop here like a and like uh, there was like a kombucha, uh, there was like two brands of kombucha. One was like from Germany. Uh, it wasn't in the in the fridge. It was like on a normal shelf. So I was like, hey, you don't want this kombucha. I went for the other. It was like a, it was like a French brand. It was, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, I like it, but I think that uh, I I like it more the kombucha that I was drinking in in the United States. So I started to brewing kombucha by myself. And I think that like uh, I don't know because I was like experimenting, but uh, deep in my mind there was yet the idea like to start a kombucha company uh, because I, I I was amazed when uh, while I was because after uh, staying in California I traveled to to Canada um, to Vancouver that I one I have another cousin that is, another cousin that is living there. And I've been in Seattle. I've been uh, in Portland, and I I was uh, amused by the quantity of like kombucha and like also how how heterogeneous heterogeneous was like the public, like the target. Everyone more or less was drinking kombucha, and I was like, yes, they were they weren't just drinking kombucha; they were drinking beer and kombucha. It was like, okay, you can every everyone can drink kombucha. It's not so targeted as a like as a as a as a beverage, you know. You can spread yeah. uh, uh, also um, beyond, like I think, like the healthy people. And so I got very interested in it. And so when I came back to Italy, um, I got my first Kobe, and I went to my grandmother's house. <laughs> she gave me her kitchen, so I started to brew. She gave me like a room, uh, and I started to ferment. And it was like the beginning of this journey that I'm still continuing nowadays. So that now I'm fermenting more kombucha, <laughs> more flavors, and like in a in a commercial and professional way. Uh, but yes, more or less, this this was the beginning. It was something. Many... I have to be honest. I didn't like it the first sip of kombucha. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the the secret was that my cousin, she was drinking every day. She woke up and she was drinking a glass of kombucha every day. And so I was like making coffee in the meanwhile with a little mocha. And so I say, okay, like, let's give, another, uh, let's give it another try. And I got uh, accustomed to it. And even without yeah. knowing, I just started to drink kombucha every day. Yeah. And so today in uh, Legend Kombucha, um, how many people are you working with? Is it just you, you yourself? It, it looks like you've no, got... No, we are, we are five people right now. We are, we are five people working. Uh, and so it's like... Uh, I, can even, I can even believe it sometimes because I've worked like uh, alone for more than two years and a half. 
So we recently, the last year we moved, we changed brewery. And so we, we, are, we are growing up, uh, we are going, growing up and I'm, I'm very happy about it uh, because as you, as you, as you told, told me before, like here the market is, uh, uh, it's not yet in bloom. There is a lot of interest uh, around kombucha. Uh, but I'm very surprised when I see uh, like the data and also how many professional brewers that are here in Italy because in comparison with the other country in Europe, and I took as an example uh, Spain, that is a similar country that I, I know very well also, um, like the market is still small, but we are less player, less player in it, so everyone uh, of, of us is like... Um, finding this, uh, this spot, but like the market here is still to, to build it. We have to build the market. It's what yeah, we're and how, how are you building it? Do you do, you do a lot of uh, places where people can try samples? Uh, well, first of all, let me ask you, how, how far away do you, do you sell Legend? Is it across the whole country or just around your, your region of Verona? It looks like uh, no. you've got bottles and cans. We sell directly. Uh, we sell directly in on Italy, um, following the cold chain, uh, and we work like uh, I think if I had to give you some number, 60% in the north of Italy, 30% uh, in the center, and 10% in the south. Okay. So there is this huge difference between north and south, but also a huge difference between big cities and uh, and small towns. But uh, if I have to be honest, uh, um, it's not so so easy so easy to judge because maybe there are like <clears throat> some small cafe or bakery in like some small town and they ferment other products and they sell a lot of kombucha because it depends uh, in which place you can meet uh, with your target of people. And what kind of people are you uh, mostly selling to? Is there a more young people? Is it uh, uh, across the age group? Is it more women than men? I mean, what kind of Italian? Allora, allora the, the, the cool things about the age is it's across, across the spectrum. It's not like uh, I have like some customers that are like 70 years old that they love kombucha. I have 25 years old that they, they love kombucha. Uh, yes, I will say not so young, not in, not in the 20, because you have to understand it is it's like a, a natural fermented product. It's, I know that it's a particular one. Uh, and uh, as a target, uh, so of course at the beginning, we have started with like going on the Sunday farmer's market. Uh, so when you know that you're going to meet like just one particular kind of consumer, that is more open to try new things, but also like uh, local commerce. Uh, uh, and so to answer your question, yes, it's like five years that we go around every weekend. We go to fair, we go to Sunday market, uh, we go to yoga event, uh, to yoga session. Every, every, every time that I got the possibility to meet some people and to talk with them about kombucha, I've always done it with a group of like even five people to 100 people. Every occasion is, uh, we, we take it because it's the best way to, uh, to spread kombucha uh, around the people. It's so, 
let them taste the product and also explain the product while they're tasting just to try to prepare their, them to the taste, to the smell, and with a little bit of storytelling, try to um, try to make the like the like to make them to receive to receive like the product in a better way. Because you know, the, the first time that I've drunk kombucha, I've just read the like I didn't know what what, what it was, and of course I was surprised. But like the sour taste, uh, if we are we are not so used to it. No, nowadays there are like the craft beer industry with with all the sours, but it's like uh, we for, we have forgotten this taste, and it's not so easy. So I try, I I I usually try to prepare the people uh, to what they are gonna drink, so they are gonna receive better the first sip of kombucha, and um, and I think this is the secret, and I think this is what. Uh, this is what is missing and we missed in Italy, a uh, movement of people, of like a real fermenter, even small, uh, that were like uh, telling people about kombucha, talking about kombucha, and uh, go around and make uh, people taste kombucha. Uh, because, of course, we are like 10 brands. Uh, there, is a, there is, at this moment, there is no one, there is no, there is no brand, it's like a big brand that can do a lot of marketing, and also for us it's difficult to reach a lot of people, but I think that we are trying, of, of course, at, Legend, at, at least at Legend Kombucha, we are trying to do all we, all we can. So this summer, <laughs> that is my favorite season, we were uh, going around every, every weekend to festivals, fairs, try to, to speak with people, and it was good, it was very tiring, but I think that's the, the only way to to spread like the, the, the kombucha loves. Yeah, and I'm looking on your website right now where you can shop for uh, the, the, you've got a large range of brands. Uh, some of them reference the Beatles, I think, Sergeant Pepper's Mint and Strawberry Fields. Yeah, of uh, course. And, because and you have to know that when I started to brew kombucha and I yeah. was alone, uh, I had just uh, four flavors because I wanted, I wanted to try to keep it simple. But in the beginning of 2021, uh, one girl, her name is Beatrice, she's a very passionate brewer, and so she pushed me because every day she loved to do some R&D. And so, oh, Stefan, I've tried to, to brew a kombucha with peach and with basil. Uh, and so I started to say, okay, let's add another flavor, let's add another flavor, and now we have a lot of, a ton of it. And like, as you can imagine, like on the commercial side, it's quite crazy. But uh, we still uh, we are gonna keep going and doing new flavors because for us it's the most beautiful part of the job. It's like to work with yeah. new fruits, uh, to experiment. Uh, so we have also done this kombucha, this with uh, sage and rosemary. That were like the infusion was very very difficult because um, there was completely different uh, uh, sensation in the mouth and in the nose. When it was good in the mouth, it was horrible in the nose. When it was good in the nose, it was horrible in the mouth. So it's always a, um, a new challenge. And uh, I, I really think that is like the most beautiful part of the job. Just is that brewing kombucha and to flavor kombucha, because as you know, there are uh, quite like an infinite way to, to do it. And as you can see, we are like now selling kombucha in cans and in bottles. That also this is not, it's quite challenging. 
I think we are the only one in Italy that we do cans and bottles at the same time, and you also, we also sell kegs. I was going to add, I see, yeah, I see both cans and bottles, <clears throat> and you can ship both, but which is more popular? When did you introduce, you started in bottles, so when did you introduce cans? I introduced Can because I wanted to pump up my e-commerce uh, business and uh, I had a lot of issues with the bottle. The first is the weight because like the bottle, of course, we are, uh, there is the weight of the, the glass. Uh, that's it a lot. And also there, every time that we had to send like a package, we had to wrap it a lot of time. I was always worried about the, 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 the possibility that a bottle is going to break. So I decided to ship it uh, to the cans. So we, we, we bought like a small uh, a canning machine and we just uh, push, it, push it through the e-commerce. But uh, it was something that I couldn't stop because like it was like <laughs> a huge success for the, for the cans. And uh, we were contacted also uh, from uh, one distributor of like a uh, craft beer. And so I say, I would love to sell your kombucha because I taste it and I love it. It's very good. I say, yeah, you know, but I, I didn't think like the can uh, format for like uh, um, this channel, but so insisted a lot and say, okay, okay, let's do can. And now we are canning uh, and we are selling more or less in the moment. I think 60% of bottles and 40% cans, something like that. In the e-commerce, it's like 80% cans. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're lighter to ship. Yeah. And, um, it, we sell uh, like we sell bottles. We sell um, we, we sell the majority of the bottles in like restaurants, vegan restaurants, vegetarian restaurants. Uh, we have a lot of pizza gourmet here in Italy. Um, bakeries, uh, place like that, like in a lot of the cans in pubs uh, and all like the places in which they love craft craft beer. Exactly. Yeah, I can see why this uh, variety you've got, both of flavors and an option of can or, or uh, bottles, yeah. is, is very good. And where do you see, I mean, obviously you've come a long way from your first SCOBY when you were in, uh, coming back from your cousins in, uh, in the States. Um, you've got five people now. Um, do you see the market, is it getting easier and easier every year? Are more and more people asking about kombucha? Or do you think you've kind of reached a plateau? Or do you think it's not no, a lot of... No, no. I think uh, I am quite optimistic and I think that we are, start, we are starting right now. Uh, we are starting right now and I have to tell you that when I was in California, uh, I wrote on my agenda, my moleskine, like 2020 is going to be like the summer of kombucha, but it was COVID came, so I deleted, and I, I, I brought 2021. I deleted, it was 2022, but I'm, I'm quite optimistic that uh, 2024 is going to be like the summer of kombucha even in Italy because we are like growing every month, we are growing every year, so we are quite optimistic about it. Uh, I don't know where, is, where the ceiling is going to be, and I know for sure that we have, a lot to do to try to explain uh, like the different kind of kombucha that you can find because like the bad thing about not having a lot of brewers in this moment, a lot of brewers in Italy, that a lot of products from other countries are coming. 
And when like a kombucha from another country came in Italy, 90%, 95% of the time, it's like a very low quality kombucha. Uh, and this is, not, this is not the only issue, it's like very shady kombucha. So you yeah. can keep it on the shelf, but it's not, it's not specified if it's pasteurized or semi-filtered. Um, there is a lot of chaos, uh, a lot of confusion in which claims you can and you can't use. Uh, so I think this is the challenge. It's like how we want to grow the market and how we want to educate the consumer because I think that um, kombucha came with like a philosophy, with like a soul. Um, and you can sell to the people the kind of kombucha you want, but you have to be honest and courage enough and brave enough to explain them uh, what's your kombucha. And if you even pasteurize or microfilter it, I don't have anything against it, but you have to explain it to the consumer. And you have to, have to explain like your kombucha with the benefit that have your kombucha. Because if you don't do it and you use like, a, I don't know, maybe, you know, some claim, a marketing claim that they can help you, but you're going to make a lot of confusion in the mind of the consumer that they're not going to be able to distinguish one industrial kombucha from one artisanal. And of course, they are not going to understand why there is like a huge difference in pricing between them. Yeah, I get so, that. I get that. I see, I see that you are staying true to your roots then. You're, you're still... The shipping authentic kombucha, which is great, and uh, I wish you good luck in the future. It's been great to talk with you. It was great to talk with you too. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.